Okay, so obviously male-dominated industry, but also there's, you know, there's some issues with diversity. So how do you navigate that? Or is it even an issue? Okay, so when I started, I was the only black person in my team, let alone mm. black female, for a long time. I think a couple of months ago, we got another black guy, but that's mm. after me being there for many a year. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's not an issue in terms of like, I can kind of talk to anyone, like it's fine. I had like, I made friends. I even made one of this woman, she left now, but she was my best friend at work. <laughs> How old is she? I'm curious. She's probably like 28, okay, 27. Yeah, yeah, working is the only place where you can be friends with a 50 year old at your time. <laughs> <laughs> that is my best friend. <laughs> episode you know we got another special episode today i'm actually really excited for this one 100 man like i had a question though before we introduce obviously our guest today i wanted to talk to you a little bit to get your perspective on this because i've noticed a trend from definitely talking to a lot of people is that i feel like a lot of people are trying to go into this tech industry right now so i want to know from like your point of view why do you think that is such a prevalent thing now um hmm. i think there's a few reasons uh, okay. The first reason I'll say is, you know, money. <laughs> Let's mm. be honest. Um, I feel like the tech field pays a lot. And also the type of, I think the work-life balance is really nice. It's just it's just comfortable, man. Like, um, you know, uh, you can work from home. You know, mm. there's a lot of flexibility. I even heard that uh, before the pandemic, a, a lot of tech firms were already allowing their employees to work from home. So you can imagine they were way ahead. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. 100%. Um, the last reason is just that um, it's tech, man. You know, it's the future. So I think if you're really interested in a, a skill set, then, you know, tech is, is definitely the way to go. No, I 100% agree with that, man. I think especially the, part, the, the bit about flexibility. I think that's definitely mm. a big one for me as well in terms of just like, obviously, I think now after the pandemic, a lot of companies have had to adapt and let people work from home and do all this stuff. But I think, just the perception of, of tech in general from like the movies, like the, you understand, the internship yeah, and the social matrix. network. They've always given us that kind of like, oh, the bean bags and the yeah. working from home and the fun. And it's not just a traditional, everyone in suit and tie, people coming in shorts. So I think it has that kind of perception. So I think like amongst young people, it's kind of like a, that's the kind of environment I'd want to work in. I don't want to understand. I think another mm. one, the money one is definitely very true as well. Right? Yeah. That's why I'm very <laughs> interested. So yeah, Listen, <laughs> I, I, I'm so excited for this conversation, personally. But, I think another big one too is also the fact that tech isn't foreign to us as well because like, we're the generation yeah. that grew up with it. That's like, we were the ones that our parents were asking us to log into their Facebook accounts. Like we were the ones that had all of that in that. So it's not, it's not new to us. So we kind of feel like we've mm-hmm. really started using this stuff. So if we could implement mm-hmm. that in our careers mm-hmm. and you could potentially earn a lot of money, then it's a perfect balance. But let's get that clear though. Um, logging into your, your African mom's account is not tech <laughs> you're not it's more, it's more techy than them so <laughs> i guess i guess i guess yeah yeah so all of that said that's why i'm i'm proud to introduce our guest today who's making waves in the tech industry you know she's doing her thing the perfect kind of guest that we wanted on our podcast now, even recently she was the winner of the 2021 top 20 women in software powerless so welcome to the pod intricate hey guys <laughs> I'm happy to be here, to be fair. Nah, I'm actually so excited for this. Introduce your name, introduce yourself. So I'm Esther, aka Intricate the Tech Babe. Um, I'm a software engineer at Compare the Market on the mobile team, so that's apps. So when you open your phone, you see the app, it's me. Okay, not just me, but I'm going to claim it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, And yeah, I've been here for like basically a year. I started in January, but my training started in September, so just over a year. Okay. Which people are a bit shocked to like hear, like, what, one year last year? Yeah, mm. literally. That's crazy. Yeah. I also have a side business, ABA Media, that's content creation, so like video, editing, and YouTube and stuff. But yeah, that's me. I don't think there's anything else to say. I'm 23, okay. 24 in like three days. Oh, wow. Well, happy birthday in advance. Thank you. I think we want to touch on like you winning this award recently, but I think we should go first. Let's talk about the journey that's taking you to eventually making it there. So the first kind of question I had for you was even, where did the name Intricate come from? Like, why was that your social media like, persona? Okay, so Intricate, basically in sixth form, even from before then, people were like, oh my gosh, you're really smart, da, da, da. Mm. But in sixth form, um, I did like five ASs and then 
my A levels and stuff. So people were like, "Oh my gosh, you're really smart." I was like, "Maths." <laughs> so it was like maths, further maths, econ, biology, like economics. So it was like those kind of subjects. And people were like, "Oh my gosh, like why is your mind so complex?" And I was mm. helping people like study for their exams, even though I had my own. Oh. But, like, like your mind, that like, you understand like complex things that is so intricate. And I think one, literally, one person said the word intricate. I was like, I love that word. Ooh, okay. I love that word. And then I think at first it was intricate mind. But then, you know, when you get a bit older, you're like, I don't really like the way that rings in my ears. Mm. So I took away the mind, but then people still said intricate mind. So I was like, it's intricate. But then oh, it just yeah. became, it's intricate. And that's my name on socials. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy about um, nicknames is, I think I was watching that Kanye interview recently and Kanye was talking mm. about how um, someone gave him ye. Like, it's crazy how other people just give you, you know, yeah. The the source <laughs> they give you the source. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, it's true. It's, even add on to that, I was gonna even ask you because obviously, even that in that same Kanye interview, I mean, he says he gives. He says someone gives him the name Yeezys, and he's like, now you're trying to pay them back the money. So obviously, so when you fully blow, are you gonna come back to the person who gave you the intricate name? And I don't even remember who they are. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> remember you are there. That's really cool. That's really cool. So obviously, I also know that um you have a YouTube channel as well, right? So, but I want to ask, do you consider yourself a YouTuber or is it something that you just use to help with your tech career? At first, I didn't consider myself a YouTuber. But okay. I think for the first time, I went out and someone was like, oh my gosh, you're intricate. I watch your tech videos. And I do other mm-hmm. things in tech, but that's my main, like, thing. So when she said that to me, someone I don't know, I said, okay, I'm a YouTuber now. <laughs> that was the day I was <laughs> <claim it. laughs> I claim it. So, okay, when did you actually start, like, YouTube? I think it was, like, February or... March this year, so a couple of months into my career. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So it wasn't like a thing where you were balancing school and, and YouTube at all? No, I did like makeup on um, Instagram, but that was, you do makeup anyway, so you just record it. It's not really much of an extra tour. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. How, how did you like, because you said you did five ASs. Mm. Why did you do five <laughs> ASs? <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> okay, so... I did four ASs and then I did three A2s with one AS in the second year because okay. the course I wanted to do at uni, I had mm-hmm. to do AS further maths by force if I wanted mm-hmm. to get the course. And in my school, I'm not allowed to do it in the first year because you have to get an A in AS maths before you're allowed to do it in the second year because they don't want people flopping. So that's why um, I did that for my degree. Okay, yeah. My school said, yes, if you drown, you drown. Because, yeah, they don't give us no. That's cool. They actually make sure you're capable before, you, before they give you the cover map. So that's cool. But one of, the, one of the YouTube videos I really liked, though, that I was just like, yep, this is a very impressive bit, <laughs> is when you're talking about your um, streams of income and, like, the different streams of income. Uh, that the you breakdown. Have. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. Because you, you said something that I really liked that I think not a lot of people think about when you're saying that your main one is your job. And I feel like so many people don't, like, they're, they're thinking of side hustles and how they can make money on the side. They forget that most of the time, the biggest chunk of your money will come from your job. Yeah, initially, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like when you said that. Because I think a couple of years ago, I was I was doing some research too on, like, different side hustles or things to do. I remember reading, like, a Reddit post, and it was like, uh, if you actually put the time that you're doing, trying to find different side hustles in your main job, then maybe you can actually maximize your salary in that thing that you're trying to do. So I think it's just important people to remember that. But all that said, Big I do part. agree with you that it is key to also make sure that yeah all of your income isn't coming from just one source and you are doing loads of different things yeah can you talk a bit about the side hustles i'm kind of interested in that okay so obviously i have my nine to five so i'm a proper engineer that's you know normal and then i have aba media so that's content creation so um editing people's youtube videos um logos promo videos Mm -hmm. things like that or like um ads like Mm -hmm. gifts and ads and stuff like that um, that one is like my second, I would say, because I have a like consistent client base that posts every week. So mm-hmm. obviously that's consistent. Like, I can budget with that. Then the rest are like a bit ad hoc. So it's like cooking, which people are surprised about. I don't know why they say shots, <laughs> but it's like meal prep. Meal prep. So it's like uh, maybe 10 containers a week. Um, if you're close wow. to me, I might give you a little discount. Oh, so on a Sunday, <laughs> that's cooking day. <laughs> cooking day cook all like I'll, I'll cook for like clients and a bit for my brother my brother mm-hmm. likes to eat as well mm-hmm. investment so my friend owns uh, a tech company but he also does like a side thing where he does trading and stuff so you can mm-hmm. invest I think there's a minimum of a couple thousand so it's not like 100 or 200 but if you have savings it's guaranteed because it's contractual so you sign the contract and on a certain day you have to get your returns 
So that's mm-hmm. why I like it. If I give my money by law, I will get my money and my returns back. <laughs> Obviously, it's my friend, so I already knew I was going to get it back. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I like. And people ask me about it, but you kind of have to know someone that's doing it because it's mm-hmm. risky for them yeah. and they don't want pasta. So that's why it's kind of like, it's who you know. And the other one is um, um, e-commerce. So I sell, basically, I was in first year of sixth form and I wanted to try out a, a certain powder for makeup. And there was no testers anywhere. So I bought the whole package mm-hmm. and I said, let me sell the testers that I can't find. And mm-hmm. since then, till this day, um, I sell those testers. So just put in little parts and just send them out. That's crazy. Like, I'm sure a lot of yeah. people are listening to this right now and they're trying to add up five plus five and they're getting 15. And which is what <laughs> I mean by that is how do you find the time to, because that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. How, how do you do, how do you do all of that? Okay, wait, I even have a whiteboard here. Cause if I oh, show that's good. You... I feel like a whiteboard is essential. It's just wait, essential in life. <laughs> I'm going to show y'all. So I have a daily whiteboard. This one's on okay. 8th of October, so just ignore that because mm-hmm. I haven't updated that one. Then I have a to-do list for each week and I tick things off as I do it. Nice. Then I have um, an upcoming date so I don't okay, miss wow. key events. Like your podcast is right here on next okay. list. Okay. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> You have people, to be organized. <laughs> people, are you seeing this? this like, like, yesterday, I went to go and watch um, I went to go and watch King Richard, right? I'm not sure if you guys know about that movie, but it just came out. I went to watch King Richard, and one thing that really stuck with me, he literally said, he, he asked his kids, which was Serena and, and Venus, he said, have you guys planned what you're going to do for the next day? And he said, if you don't, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. And I was like, I need to be planning more, man. Like, did you, did you just see the boards? She has three boards, people. Three boards. That's, yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so, that's yeah. crazy. Right. That's crazy. So that answers the question how you manage everything. <laughs> nah. Yeah. But yeah. It just goes into frenzy. You get overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. Was it easy to get overwhelmed before you started, you know, writing everything down on the whiteboard and stuff? I think I've always done it because of like, even like A-levels and stuff. I had to mm-hmm. schedule the time for revision for everything. But mm-hmm. when I don't do it, I mm-hmm. definitely get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then when I get back to it, I'm calm again, which is why I can keep up with it. It's not a chore because I don't like the feeling of being overwhelmed. I'd rather mm-hmm. do a whiteboard. And ticking mm. things off feels fun, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. I think I still enjoy about this tech, um, technique for people that if you have a calendar and you put a cross on like, each day that you're productive and you do what you say you need to do mm-hmm. that day, it adds up and you don't want to miss out a day now because you, like, exactly. you have a consistent line of crosses. So it's just like exactly. a little productivity tip for people. But this should be a really good episode. So for anyone who's trying to continue, obviously, this episode, we're going to talk about how you became a tech babe, I was like, like, any advice of any other women who are trying to enter the tech industry? I'm sure there's a lot of things that we probably touch on in terms of diversity and like, the work that you're doing. So, yeah, if you enjoy this, definitely make sure you follow our podcast at HJoker, A-C-E-J-O-E-K-E-R, no space, and IG, Twitter, and TikTok. But, yeah, let's get into the episode. Obviously, tech is just so attractive to everyone, but it's definitely a male-dominated industry. Why did you want to pursue a career in tech? Tech chose me. I went like oh. <laughs> Basically, um, when I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. My degree was very, um, it had a lot of subjects mixed together, so I didn't mm-hmm. know where I was going to go. What was your degree, by the way? Um, maths, operational research, stats, and econ. So, like, a bit of a mix. And yeah. I didn't know what I kind of wanted to focus on. So I was just chilling. I said my, to my dad, just give me like a year. Like I'll do like part-time work and do ABA media and stuff mm-hmm. and side businesses. But I don't know where I want to dive into, you know, when you want to progress in your career. And then um, lockdown hit. So my part-time job was like, there's no client. So I was like, so I can't make money from a job. Mm-hmm. And then because um, I had time on my hands, uh, initially I did like a course in like AI, which mm-hmm. was interesting, but it didn't mean I wanted to be in tech. Mm-hmm. But I said, I kind of like the coding thing. So I told my girl and she sent me a course called um, Code First Girls Intro to Web Development. So that's when I learned a bit of HTML, CSS, um, JavaScript, making websites. I said, this is good. I like it. I think I do. Mm-hmm. And then one of the tutors there was like, oh, you have like a real knack for it because my team won like the best website. So she mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I think you guys have, you oh, know, nice. you're good. And then she sent me the role that I'm in today. She was like, there's a role I can play the market. Um, it's through like a bootcamp mm-hmm. apprenticeship with Makers Academy. And I was like, I've only been doing this for two months, once a week for one hour. Like, okay. <laughs> and then I said, like, let me just apply. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, let me just apply. What's, what's there to lose? And me, I hate cover letters. So because there was no cover letter, I said, yeah, I'll definitely apply. <laughs> I've never written a cover letter in my life. I shouldn't say that. But I hate writing. And then, um, yeah, I applied and I actually got the role because they told me there was two roles in the London office and they're mm-hmm. like, obviously, those of applicants. So I was like, then I got the role. I said, wow. 
<laughs> just like that yeah because when people ask me like, I'm like I didn't get rejected from one role because I had the first role that's mm-hmm. crazy was it, but it was like it was God like literally mm-hmm. when I say God got all the glory that day wow. Um, but yeah then I just started it and even when I got the role I didn't know if I liked it because I hadn't been in tech I didn't mm-hmm. know I wanted to be in tech but then when I did the boot camp and I was like everyone's like this is so difficult it was difficult but I enjoyed the because you know like mm-hmm. I said from sixth form it's just always been kind of like that and then I started my role in January and yeah here I am mm. and I just tried to like not just make it all about tech I tried to do like talks and other things mm-hmm. so I think that's where I kind of got recognition like you just started but you want to make sure everyone has a chance as well mm. kind of thing so yeah that's my route into tech yeah that's really cool you want to tell the story of like where you were and stuff and when you got the phone call where you got it before that was quite funny uh, did you watch that yeah, video? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan one. already. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So um, my family went to Nando's just on a random thing. We went Blue Water. And I was expecting their call. I didn't know what day it was going to be. Then I was in Nando's with my family waiting for a few to come. And I got a missed call from a random number. So you're like, mm, maybe it's them. Mm. So I told my family I'm going to the toilet because I didn't really want to talk about it. Because if it was bad news, I didn't want to make the dinner awkward. So I went to the toilet and I was calling them all the way to the toilet. They didn't pick up. I used the toilet. Called them all the way back. They didn't pick up. I was about to go back into Nando's and then they called me back. And then I was on the phone to them, but I was on the phone to them for a good five minutes and they didn't tell me I got the job. Mm-hmm. She was just explaining like the, the kind of the, just talking to me. Yeah. I was like, okay, she's like, well done for this. What are they said this about you? I was thinking, this is bad news because mm-hmm. why would you call the news to yourself? Yeah, yeah. Then she told me I got the job mm-hmm. and I started like, I was in blue and I remember I was actually shouting oh, and wow. people were looking at me because I was just like, <laughs> what? Like, I couldn't believe it. Then I went into Nando's, told my family, and my mum came out of Nando's because I didn't even go in because our table was on the edge. I was like, guys, I got the job. Mm. Mum came out. She came like she was running as ah. well. So I wasn't like that me. I was just a bit. And yeah, it was a good day. And then we ate the Nando's. And you probably saw my video. It was the best taste of Nando's I've ever had. <laughs> oh, wow. Would... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Happy news does that. Good news does that to you. It makes Nando's taste amazing. Okay, so obviously, male-dominated industry, but also, there's, you know, there's some issues with diversity. So how do you navigate that? Or is it even an issue? Okay. So when I started, I was the only black person in my team, the only mm. black female, for a long time. I think a couple months ago, we got another black guy. But that's mm. after me being there for many a year. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's not an issue in terms of like, I can kind of talk to anyone, like it's fine. I had like, I made friends. I even made one of this woman, she left now, but she was my best friend at work. <laughs> How old is she? I'm curious. She's probably like 28, okay, 27. Yeah, working is the only place where you can be friends with a 50 year old and you're 24. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best friend. But she was my mentor and we were really okay. close and mm. like, we still speak to her now, even mm, though she's nice. left. But um, yeah, I think, it was a bit, hmm, because I'm used to, like, all my friends are kind of similar to me, mm-hmm. like, growing up. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. in uni, I was one of two black girls in my course, one of three black people mm-hmm. in my course, period. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of just stayed with my people in it. So coming there where you have to actually talk to people, it was a bit hard at first because I'd never been in a corporate environment, mm-hmm. as a, even as a black female, as the only black person. It was just a lot at one time. Mm-hmm. But I think I found that everyone, my team was really nice. I think I was lucky. They mm. were very nice. And my team is diverse. It's just that they're not black specifically. Mm, okay. So <laughs> there's a lot of different cultures. Mm. And we always, like, we do, like, weekly cultural mm. talks. Like, you mm-hmm. talk about where you're from mm-hmm. for the team. So it was diverse in that sense. And we have offices in, like, Belarus and different places. But um, I think it was just a sense of adapting. And I feel like you have to adapt. Not change yourself, but just adapt. Open your mind. Talk to people about their interests. They will ask you about yours. And I feel like going down that route was fine. Um, I was very happy to get another person of colour mm. in my team recently, <laughs> obviously. Because now we're talking and we're like, yeah, like, man, didn't... <laughs> yeah, no, that's not It's crazy how you but just yeah. click with your... Oh, you know, it's true. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely, yeah. it's nice when that happens. Because, yeah, someone mm. you can speak to, you can be more... Not that you're not yourself when you're working, but I guess it's like you can just be more natural. You don't really have to think mm. about how you're saying things. You just say mm. how it's going. Yeah. Like, yeah, bro, the word is you're less filtered. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you're yeah. less filtered, 100%. yeah. So even taking it back a bit further, so like where did your motivation to study like maths and these STEM kind of subjects come from? Like, have you always loved it from young? From primary school, I think my 10th birthday, my uncle asked what I wanted. I said, get me a Sudoku kit where I can make my own. I didn't even want one to do. I wanted to make. My own. <laughs> I've always loved like 
maths, I think, in secondary school. I think there was one summer holiday. I went online and found a maths course that goes from primary school all the way to GCSE level. And I completed wow. it in a couple of weeks because I was just there like, I actually enjoyed it. And the people are like, you're unique. I'm thinking, but look at me now. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. <laughs> and I still do everything. I still do well and I still do everything. So it's like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Just balance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's always been there. I think I was always naturally good at it. So mm-hmm. when you're good at something, you kind of like it more. If you're mm-hmm. bad, why would you be struggling? Nice. And I just kind of kept it up. And then mm-hmm. eventually it just kind of, it paid off for me. And it wasn't a hard thing. Like mm-hmm. maths was like the thing I'd look forward to, like mm. the lessons, because it's mm. like, I'm not struggling. I'm mm. not writing essays, mm. thank God. Yeah. No, I, I agree with <laughs> you. That was the same with me yeah. and maths. Like, I, mm. I hate English and, mm-hmm. like, these written-based subjects are subjective. Maths is like, it's right yeah. or it's wrong. That's like, yeah. you can't, because, you, yeah. because, you're, because your wife is cheating, because you're not having a good day, it's not going to mean that you're going to mommy a bit lower <laughs> than another day. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, if the answer is right, yeah. it's right. So I've always loved maths for that reason. So, yeah, I can yeah. definitely relate to that. When I wanted to get into tech, right, I was searching on YouTube what languages to learn, um, how difficult, how long should it take me to learn this language? So I want to ask you about like how you've progressed through that. Is it something you're still working at? Um, obviously, tech is dynamic. You have to always progress. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. Mm-hmm. Like one year's Java, now it's Kotlin. So <laughs> you have to change. <laughs> but I think the first language I learned was at... Um, the code first girls so obviously it started with h it's like a building block so html css and javascript so html is like saying okay i wanted to be a text that says hi my name is intricate then css is like i want it to be blue or pink then javascript is like when i click on the page i want it to fly in from the right mm-hmm. so you see how it builds on top mm-hmm. of each other so that's what they taught um us and that's web um then when i did my training for this job it was like ruby java javascript Kotlin it was like five languages but the reason why they do that is because everyone has different roles in different teams so they're more teaching you how to learn a new language rather than focusing on the language itself so it's like this is the concept okay now in JavaScript how do we translate it to that mm-hmm. okay in Java how do you translate it because it's all the same kind of thing it's just a different language like French if you know French you might mm-hmm. be better at, to learn Spanish mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. so those were the things I learned and then I came to my team which is Kotlin and I'd only done two weeks of Kotlin so I was like Hmm. an app I've not I've never this app thing don't Hmm. know about it so I bought this fat book that's fat like this yeah Hmm. it's called Android Apprentice um, Apprentice Kotlin 3.2 or something like that and I said within the first month I need to finish this book because I need to get started Hmm. so I literally every week my mentor was so lovely I was like can I take these last three days of the week just to go through the book because I can't really help you what you're doing (laughs) unless I know So I just banged that book out. It taught me so much. And then before I knew it, I was doing tickets by myself. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you started like two months ago. Why? How? Mm-hmm. I was thinking because I want to be, I'd rather get it wrong by trying. And then yeah. you tell me, okay, this is what you can do. Mm-hmm. Then I know, okay, rather mm-hmm. than just rely on someone because you never try. So that was me. Um, mm-hmm. So Kotlin is the last language I've learned and I've been doing that for the last 11 months. Okay. Now that's really cool. Yeah. I, I like what you're saying too about like the how, you learn a language, you kind of adapt it to different ones. Because I remember, I think I even had a conversation with Joe about this one time when I was trying to start learning how to code. And I was under the impression that I have to memorize all of this. Like, I have to know everything. And he's the one that told me, like, nah, it's not like that. You're meant to just know where to go and look. And it's like when you understand certain principles, you can then translate that to other yeah. languages and stuff. So I think that's definitely key for anyone who's interested mm. in learning how to code. Mm. That don't be yeah. overwhelmed thinking, I have to just be on my computer just typing. And I should know what's happening straight away. Like, it's not really like that in reality, especially when you're starting. Yeah, Yeah, I I think I had the same idea. I thought, because obviously you see all these movies, you just see them like, (laughs) what's the time? It's just copy, paste, Google, Stack Overflow, that's it. But (laughs) Stack Overflow, yeah. Stack Overflow, that's it. But um, I think one thing I saw on YouTube when I was like trying to learn myself, I I, I think I saw that um, that the way we learn is kind of warped because we're used to, you know, the revise, memorize, and then obviously apply everything to an exam. But with coding and, and yeah, learning a language, it's more, it's more to do with your application skills. So it's more to, it's more to do with your understanding and then actually applying what you've learned and then just getting used to applying it constantly. So yeah, I think, I think what helped me is, is definitely working more on projects. So like you said, um, you were put in a situation at work where you have to learn the language and then apply it and, and because of that, you were then able to say, okay, I don't mind failing. And then from there, I would learn. So those type of situations will actually help you learn a language a lot easier. 
Yeah, so I feel like it's so easy to look at, for example, tech and you see, oh, flexibility, oh, money, and just think, yeah, I definitely want to do that. But you don't really know what it actually entails. So I think it'll be really good if you can like just talk to us about things that you have only learned whilst actually working in the role that maybe you weren't completely aware of before. I think the the major thing I learned is that there's other people other than just software engineers <laughs> in the team. <laughs> okay. I thought they're like, yeah, we're all coding. But you do, there's product owners who say, this is what we want in the app. Then there's BAs mm. who are like, okay, the ticket means you need to create a page so that customers can deactivate their car details or something. Okay. Right, we don't have that. Then there's you that actually does the coding. Mm. Then there's testers that test your thing and say, uh, I don't think this is quite right. Do it again. Then there's people that sign it off after. Then there's people that deploy the app into the marketplace. Like It's like, it's a whole stream of people. And then if something goes wrong along the way, it goes back. If there's a bug, again so I was like oh wow there's all these people and you have different names like delivery manager as their product owner another thing is that there's more meetings than I thought which I don't think I like (laughs) I don't think I like that yeah like you have refinement meetings to like look at tickets and ask questions like okay this ticket says we need to change this on this page um how much testing do we need to do how much does I'm like this meeting is long (laughs) sorry Sorry, guys. I I like to code only. And then there's like meetings like, okay, the last two weeks we've been coding. How did you find it? What went well? What went bad? What would you improve? And that like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> listen to me. And then, um, yeah, I think it's things like that. I think d- deep in that is a whole cycle that like tickets and stuff go through. Every team works differently, but it's not just the software engineers. There's a whole lot, like a lot of people. I think that's the biggest thing that I was shocked about. I said, wow, okay. And also, um, you always find things that you don't know every single time you do a ticket. Okay. Wait, like, give us an example. So, for example, on the homepage, there's a widget. So, we have a page for, like, going to... Compare the market, have awards, right? So, you have meals and movies rewards. Mm. So, we have a page for that. So, there's different tabs at the bottom. But we wanted, wanted it to be easier for the customer so that there's a shortcut on the homepage. So, you don't have to navigate through the tabs. Okay. So, I was like, okay, I haven't done a widget. I was in the widget now. Everything was calm in my head. Like, yeah. But then it wasn't working. And I did that in our app, there's um different things that have the same names, but there's a file where you have to like basically say, if it's this page and you click on it, you're using this specific class. You're using this exact one. You have to tell them which one to use. Otherwise, it will just break down. And it's called Dagger. Dagger is literally the name of it all. <laughs> well, you know what it is. <laughs> so I had never used Dagger before. <laughs> I had never used Dagger before. So I was like, well, my tickets hadn't, use that because I'd had, mm. I never had to set something up from scratch like a widget from scratch so that's one thing I learned I was like oh well you have to specify in one random file that no one tells you about what you need to do so that's one thing it's like you always learn something new and that was one of the biggest ones because that really stressed me out <laughs> okay now that's really cool so like over this like past almost year of you working out then how would you rate your coding skills in general how far did you come since you started to now I think I've improved a lot because I think I was I was always analytical, so I think I picked things up fast. So I think that's one thing that shocked my team. And they've told me, like, my team is kind of big, but in Android specifically, it's still quite big for a team, to be fair. Mm. But that's one thing I keep getting over and over again. Like, I can't believe that you're an apprentice, because I'm technically still on my apprenticeship. Mm. I finish in a couple of months, because I have to do my final exam. Mm. So that, like, I can't believe I'm an apprentice, or, like, I will do work in parallel with another mid or senior. And they're like, you're literally working the same as everyone else. And I think someone told my manager that. So I was like, I like you. <laughs> so I told my manager, I can't believe that. Like, she's literally an apprentice. Oh, wow. But I think it's because I, like you said, I wasn't scared to ask for what I needed. I've never shied away saying, can I just have, um, basically I asked for Fridays, not off, but Fridays to do my apprenticeship work because I didn't want to be overwhelmed and do it after working hours. So I want to bring my best to work. Then I, I would say, this week, can I just take three days because I have this exam next week or whatever. So I think that really helps because sometimes you need the time to learn. You can't really be running the race without the like, proper equipment. And these mm. people have been there for years. So I think my coding skills have gotten a lot better over the last year, mainly because it's not about just me. I took the time to make sure I was learning on the, on the side. And my company's really good. We have innovation weeks where every like six weeks, they give us a week just to do what we want. Okay. Um, Okay. So you can make an app or learn something that you've always wanted to learn. So I think my company's good for that. So I use that time to learn more about what I'm doing. Wait, so what happens if like 
come up in the week and you haven't done anything? <laughs> Nothing. Like, oh. they actually ask, there's like a demo, they'll ask you, oh, who wants to demo the things they've learned in case it go, it's going to help with the app. But usually, I just say I've been working on my portfolio and I have nothing to show you guys. Mm. I've never showed anything because it's my personal <laughs> exams and my personal work. I'm not going to mm. show something that I'm going to get graded on at the end of the year. So. Mm. I've been all right mm. with that. Other people, you don't have to. It's not by force. I like what you um, touched on earlier as well in terms of like, uh, like even though there's parts of it that they really like in terms of the coding, there's also the, like the meetings and other things. And I think that's just in every industry that you kind of have to look, like you want the majority of your work, I guess, to be the things that you enjoy, but there's always going to be things, part, a part of it that aren't ideal. So I think it's just balancing that. Like, yeah, those meetings can be killers. Can you be thinking, when are I meant to actually have time to do my work now? If you're putting me in <laughs> half the day. What's that like? Yes, so you didn't give us a, a rating though. Oh, rating. Yeah. Of what? Um, your coding skills out of ten. Oh, my rating. Mm-hmm. For my level or in general? Because in general, it's not going to be very high. Okay, let's, for let's how long I've been level. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's how they rate in our company. Like how long you've been there? Um, I would give it a six. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. cool. yeah. I'm actually balancing my apprenticeship as well. I don't think I've spent a, a lot of time coding mm. as I would have liked to because I have to mm. write my portfolio every ticket mm. I write I have to write that coursework about it oh damn oh wait like how, how long like do you have to write a certain amount of words or you have to cover basically with my apprenticeships it's 18 um standard points so mm-hmm. it's like it can be logic user interaction testing data mm-hmm. different things so there's 18 of them so basically I have to cover the 18 in every like across all my portfolio pieces so one could cover two one could cover five so, for example, one was like um, a UI, so like the page, the actual way it looks um, and doing it from scratch. So I did the ticket and I'm done. I'm like, yeah, that was fun. Now I have to screenshot all the code that I've written, mm. write oh, wow. why I did it, what it means, what standard it links to, conclusion, what I've learned, intro. Mm. So it can be, it's usually about seven to ten pages uh, portfolio piece. It's only about six, but it's a lot. You know what that's going to really help you with? Reading code. That's going to make you amazing mm. at reading code because you're going to know why you, you put something there. Yeah. Because I love a um, user interface because it's like um, what the user sees. So it's it's always fun to build that type of thing. But, yeah. 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 It's a lot more fun than name back end stuff where it's just databases yeah, and numbers. And I think <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, dead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> user interface is dead. Yeah. 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 So, so I guess touching, going back a bit on in terms of diversity stuff, so I guess you kind of touched on how we know tech is mainly a white dominated field. That is not really, really a lot of people of color, including general. But even in terms of just being a woman, how have you had any things with that in terms of being in tech? Like, has that been any extra, any extra hurdles you've had to overcome? To be fair, not really. My team hasn't quite a lot of women. I mean, that's okay. Um, a couple have left, but a lot have joined. So mm. I've never really been a minority in terms of being a woman. Okay, it's always been good. with my being black. Mm. Um, but I think. My company is really good for like making sure we're doing talks and doing all of these stuff about diversity, mm. which is why I've had the opportunity to do them. Mm. Um, being a woman, I think the only thing is I feel like if I was um, a guy, people wouldn't be as shocked as they are when they find out when I started. Because oh, no. I feel like if I was a guy, they'll be like, "Oh, you just started last year? Oh, like, good on you, bro!" Like, this is like <laughs> we were born, they're like, "What? You just started?" I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, what you're smart? Like that's mm. the one that like, what you're smart? Like what? Like, Someone actually said that to you. Yeah, literally. Wow. Like wow. what? I don't think they meant it like that, but they meant like I didn't like I didn't know you're smart. But it's like why is it so shocking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was teaching the random in school. Like what? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. But yeah. No, that's really cool. How do you think? Right? Because obviously you say you give talks, and I'm guessing you're more. Now that you're in tech, you're more inspired by it. How do you think you could probably get more women involved and, you know, more women of color involved? Because um, I, I don't think there there is. I don't know the number or the figures, but yeah. It's a, I think it's about three percent. Oh 3%. wow! Okay. Yeah, three percent. That's that's. Crazy. And I think that's not even in tech specifically. That's in like IT roles in general. So let mm. alone just yeah. Wow. Um, wow. but um, cause, sorry, I wrote an article a couple of weeks oh. ago in Black History Month. That's oh, what I'm yes. like. My <laughs> 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 research, mm-hmm. but um, I think I've, the things I've been doing is for that like purpose, mm-hmm. kind of being a face so that they can see there's someone that looks at me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, bro, like this girl, she's actually doing it. Like, she's 
getting an award and she's doing her YouTube and she's in tech, maybe I can talk to her. And that's why I always like, I'm always saying talk to me. Like, I think Twitter's probably the biggest place where I get questions and DMs from females. Um, I got one the other day, one girl, she's the only girl in her course and she does um artificial intelligence in uni. So it's like, okay, that's like, because she can see me. She's like, okay, sis, I need your help. So it's like, I can give her the communities. Da, da, da. So being a face, being an advocate for it. Also, um, just providing information because when I started, it took me to do a whole boot camp to know where to learn, mm-hmm. what languages there are, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's why I did my YouTube. You can watch a video and say, oh, these five websites are good or these are four skills that you need. Or I think there was a webinar I did last week, like top mistakes done by initial aspiring engineers and things that helped me personally in my career. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when people see a path, they're more likely to be like, okay, maybe I could take that step. But when it's just so unknown, everyone has fear of the unknown. I had mm-hmm. fear of it. So I think, yeah, being faced, being out there, making sure you're talking to them and making sure they know that you're approachable mm-hmm. as well. So this is an, on an individual level. In terms of um, generally, just maybe being in a community, like code, Coding Black Females, I love them. They offer free like memberships for BCS, like the British Com- Computer Society. They offer free courses and it's just for Black females. That's it. So... Those those things, I think that's the the biggest thing I would say. Those communities, they're so good. They're so so good. No, that's really cool. That's really cool. And plus, to be fair to you, I also do think like like women like you, and I see a lot of other women in like on Twitter, especially like black women who are doing really big things in tech. So it's good to see as more and more people fill that space, and yeah, more younger girls can look up to you guys and actually be like, yeah, mm-hmm. they can do it. I can do it as well. So yeah, this is why like, I think this mm-hmm. is part of our motivation and why we wanted to start this podcast in the first place was. To provide this kind of perspective to people growing up so they can see. And so as you said, if you can see it, then you know you can achieve it kind of thing. So, yeah. So to bring it all back full circle, then in terms of, like, you being impressive and the kind of guess you want, obviously, you recently being awarded that, um, what's it called? <laughs> the award. <laughs> like, just in terms of that, like, I think it would be really cool for you to just talk about, like, how that day was for you and, like, how you were nominated. Okay, so, surprisingly... I didn't know who nominated me for so long. Seriously? So I got an email like, you've won. Mm. And I was like, won what? I thought it was like um, spam. <laughs> a scam, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because my company always send like spam email to see who clicks on it. To make oh, sure. wow. <laughs> obviously it's very, yeah, because you know, everything, everything's very confidential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our code is private. Mm. So mm-hmm. they do to see who's just being a bit loose. And um, <laughs> you don't fall for it. Yeah. So when I saw it and I saw it was outside, because every email that's not from within the company says mm. in big capital letters, outside BGL. So when I saw that, I was like, let me not even click on it because it says mm. you've won. Well, mm. iPhone 4, I don't know. So I thought, you know, I clicked on it. Don't tell them. Mm. I, I was a bit curious. Then I saw it was from makers who are like my training providers. And um, I, it said that you, you've won the Woman in Software 2021 award. And I was like, what, what is this? I went on Google. What is, <laughs> I don't even know what it was. Cause I've only been here for so little time. I don't even know what it is. They've done it for a couple of years. Then, um, it said that, okay, the nominations closed two months ago. So I think, okay, it's so obviously someone nominated me, but now I've won it. Okay, cool. So, um, I said, that's great. And they said there was an award ceremony. So before that, I was in a meeting with my training provider and my land manager. Like we just do like regular monthly meetings just to kind of touch base and stuff. And I was like to them, she was asking me a question. She was like, do you have any questions? I was like, if you can find out who nominated me, that would be great because I just want to say thank you. Cause oh. you know, then my land manager was like, I think I know who it is because someone was asking me for any extra evidence for like your success or something like that or your YouTube or so my land manager was like, it's this guy. And it was a guy that I did a talk with when I first started. So it was like February. I did a talk with him about diversity and yeah, he nominated me and he's like a senior manager in data in our company. And um, a woman in my company was on the judging panel. So she had also seen my talk. So when she saw my name in the nomination, she was like, this girl, this girl needs to win. <laughs> so it's kind of like God just put the right people in the right places. Mm-hmm. Um, then moving forward, we had the, um, so I'd already won, but we had like, the actual ceremony. And it was really good because there's 20 of us and then there's change makers, which are like three organizations that are doing big waves, like Coding Back Females won as well for change makers. And it was good because I was able to talk to other people and see what they were doing. And we were all doing things very different. So one person was like doing about like mothers, mm-hmm. like a company for mothers, but whereas mine's about like black girls and someone mm-hmm. else is doing something else. So it was very interesting to meet these people who have also won. Um, on the night, 
I went with my little sister because I had a plus one and obviously that's my sister. So she's coming. She came, she, she's in uni, so she came back from uni for the night. Mm. Um, so it was good to be with my sister because it was like, it's that family, do you know mm. what I mean? She's here mm. like, with me mm. and stuff and I did my vlog. Um, there was a lot of canopy. <laughs> that bit made me laugh the most in the video. Your sister was like, <laughs> you don't belong here. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I can't lie. Those kind of things in these events are the worst, man. Like, uh, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> Listen, bro. They're not yeah, nice, and they kept bro. bringing it. Like, I was talking and they'll bring it over my shoulder. Like, <laughs> but the, the night itself was really good. It was really like, um, I think it was kind of surreal until I was there. Until mm. they called my name and I had to go up to the stage and like, you know, shake hands, collect the certificate. It was also real, like, I won. And my team were like, oh, you make us proud. And I was like, thanks. Well, you know, you're saying thanks and you're just like, mm. where's the team? Let me just code. Like, I don't really get it. <laughs> so when I was actually there and I got home that night, I was like, bruh, I've actually done this in, mm. I started one year ago. Like, because mm, it was in September crazy. and I started in September before and I was training, not in my job. Mm. So I was like, it's actually been a year. So I think it kind of all like clicked in. Then I just was like, God, I was, me and God were like this. Mm. I was like, God, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, it was a good night. It was a good night. And I think it kind of made me want to do more and just mm. make sure I keep the momentum going. What did that do for your confidence? Because obviously you'll be there thinking, well, I'm sure when you got home that night, you'll be thinking, I've only been here for a year and this is what I could do. I think I'm generally a confident person, not in terms of like, I think I can do it, but I know I can figure it out and I'm not mm. scared to try. But in terms of thinking, okay, maybe you've done something right, it really mm. did boost that. Like, I didn't, there was no confirmation that. Obviously, my team told me you're doing a good job, but it's like, okay, maybe mm. you're saying that. I don't know. So that means I've been recognized in the industry mm. and it did boost my confidence a lot. And I think one thing, maybe it's even bad to say this, I would take longer breaks when I went back oh. to work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm making like, you know like, Just give me an extra 10 minutes. <laughs> just give me an extra oh. 10 minutes. That means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it did boost my confidence a lot. And I feel like, it was a good thing in terms of like, I've okay, I've set this standard for myself in one year. So mm. I need to make sure next year I'm not like riding on the same award from last year. You know what I mean, mm. it's 2021. So when it's 2022, I can't use that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've done something good. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm banking on. I don't need another award or anything like that. But I just want to make sure that I'm doing what I've been doing and I don't burn out. Mm. It's easy to do when you're in your first year. Yeah, I have all this passion. I have all this fire. But what I've been trying to make sure is that I'm not overdoing it so that I don't feel like oh, you're just doing everything for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. So I've cut back a lot on talks and stuff like that. But when there's something that makes sense to me, I'm like, yeah, like I want to do that. It's if mm-hmm. I want to do it. But yeah, in terms of my confidence, yes, um, it definitely made me feel like I'm going in the right direction. I'm yeah. in the right career, especially. Yeah. That was one thing I had a problem with. Am I in the right place? I do like what I'm doing. Or do I want to be here for like five years or mm-hmm. is this the right direction Mm. and that that gave me the kind of confirmation that I needed like yeah you're doing something right talking about confidence I have to pat myself on the back too because like obviously Esther before I reached out to you you hadn't even won the award yet and I was like I just saw the vision I was like yeah this is a very talented person and I think she's going places so the moral of the story is if you come with the Ace Booker podcast you're gonna prosper in life that's just <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah in this segment i think it'll be interesting just to touch on like what your future ambitions are in terms of where you're trying to go next you said you've achieved this now but what's next for you more money more success in that mm. order because um i think <laughs> i think obviously because i'm still on my apprenticeship it's kind of limited how promotion wise it goes mm. so i feel like once i finish my main aim is to be promoted don't tell them that. <laughs> I hope my manager not watching this because <laughs> my manager subscribes to me on YouTube. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, we're close. We're good people. I think I definitely deserve to be a mid. I will, mm-hmm. I'll say that with my chest because I feel like I'm competent enough. But obviously, I'm in my apprenticeship, so I understand why you can't just make an apprentice a mid. Like, mm-hmm. You can't be both a mid mm-hmm. and an apprentice at the same mm-hmm. time. But I think that's my, my goals for the next few months. Okay. So promotion. Also, in terms of, extracurricular which is one thing I'm like really focusing on is like I've done talks and I can talk and talk say the same thing but I actually want to put my time into invest into other like aspiring engineers life so whether it's code first girls because the code first girls that set me off every tutor there is a volunteer they're not getting paid mm-hmm. oh, so and that started my whole career so I mm-hmm. want to put my time into something like that tutoring or mentoring even if it's code first girls or whatever I don't mind definitely want to give my time give my um 
knowledge or any questions they have asked. So I think the like next step for me is to become a mentor or a tutor. But I need to make sure I've actually got my qualifications first. <laughs> Let me do that. Then I'll go to that. Um, so that's extracurricular, internally information. And in general, I think with my YouTube, um, I've done about four episodes of Let's Talk Tech. I really want to make it a bit more consistent because I'm trying to do a bit of both because I'm not just tech, tech, tech. So I do like tech and I have like episodes of my siblings and my friends. But I feel like, and the breakdown, which is not tech, that's like income. But I want to really make sure that it's tech focused. I want people to know that when they go on my channel, they're going to see every other video is a tech video mm-hmm. because that's why I started it. It's very easy to be like, I don't know what to talk about and just do like a game with your sister. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be it. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather put like less content out and make sure it's tech focused. So those are the three things I want for the next year coming. That sounds really good. You know exactly what you want. So that's, yeah, <laughs> not a lot of people can actually answer that question straight up like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. off the bat. <laughs> really cool. Do you have any like ambitions like outside of like tech and work? I do paint by numbers and this painting has taken me so long. I want to finish this painting okay. that I've been painting for the past how many months? Because <laughs> like, I always like, obviously that's to unwind. So me, it's like a glass of wine and a painting. Mm. And this, yeah, painting the numbers. So I think this painting has taken forever. So that's definitely ambition. <laughs> when I finish that painting, I'll be so happy. My mom said she's going to hang it downstairs. <laughs> so that would be great. Um, other than that, I think my siblings, obviously they're both younger than me. Um, and I feel like in terms of my family, I've led my own path and everyone's different. But obviously I want to give them as much as I can. They, they, mm. These are my, like my blood, you know what I mean? My sister's in final year of uni, so she can just to help her make sure she's managing her time and doing everything calm especially finances as you become an adult and my brother is about to do his GCSE so he's year 11 so they're both at very critical parts in their education and in how their life might navigate so I definitely want to be a part like someone they could come to or someone that will actually help them in this time because I had a lot of people helping me Mm. like my parents helped me a lot there's people around me that helped me like it's not just me so yeah I think They've been on my mind a lot, especially as they come into these stages in their life. So family, definitely family. Man, that's really cool, yeah. Being the oldest sibling, man, comes with responsibilities. Boy. I wouldn't know about consequences. that. consequences. <laughs> I'm the youngest. <laughs> oh, you've got it good. <laughs> no one's blaming you for your older sibling's problems. Listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, I blame slow. them. <laughs> so I'm like this. <laughs> but yeah, i got like a really controversial... Big question to ask. This is a very hard question, so don't be phased if you can't answer it. Uh, basically, on this podcast, I always say, I don't know what success is. Well, I know what it is for me, but it's subjective, so I don't know what it is. I think it changes for everyone. So mm. question I'd like to put to you is, what does success look like for you? And obviously, you've mentioned stuff for the future, but just in general, mm. like when you picture yourself, let's say, 10 years from now, what does it look like for you? Um, I think in two words, I'll say peace and comfortability. Oh, so okay. I like I said I don't want to do a job that I hate so I want to mm. have peace in terms of what I do career-wise but in my family as well I don't want it to be ter- he wants to come home and to turmoil and fight mm-hmm. like mm. I want it to be peaceful and stuff but then comfortability in the sense like I still want to have nice things I want to mm. be able to afford things for my kids mm-hmm. for my family so that's in summary those are the two words I'd use I don't think I want to explain more I think yeah yeah no yeah I think that well. sums it up pretty well yeah yeah mm. yeah I guess just to like, I guess, as we go towards the end of this episode, it would be great to hear what your ace and joker moment you've created been so far. So that is where we talk about something, like the, the highlight of your career so far, like positives or maybe something funny or something that you wish you'd known. Okay. So ace, I would say two things. Obviously, the award is going to be an ace because it's like, it's obviously a big highlight of my career. And also, I think I mentioned before when, um, someone I was working with went to tell my manager that he doesn't believe I should be an apprentice, like I should be the same level as him. Mm. And it's like, from a white man saying that to another white man about me, it was like, I really, really appreciated it. Mm. And then Joker moments, hmm. Tech is not very, uh, it's not really a funny industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really funny. <laughs> um... Maybe okay, my team I don't know, it's not really a moment. My team are quite funny, so um mm-hmm. we always send like like gifts to each other. But I think there was one meeting where it's not that funny because tech is not funny, but there was a meeting where um 
someone froze when they were speaking in it and they froze mm, in like a funny mm. position. So I screenshotted it and it turned them into um, an emoji. So on Slack, you can oh, make your own wow. emojis. So oh, like yeah. now the team, when we're like talking about the person, we put the emoji oh. that I made of him just like this. So yeah, that was kind of funny, but oh, yeah. it's not really... Up- no, 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 I, I think I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. He was frozen for like five minutes. It was funny, yeah. <laughs> he no. paused. I don't. He, he definitely planned and just forgot what he had to say. Yeah. Like he just um, disconnected you for that. Literally, I don't know what the internet was saying, but I took the opportunity to make sure I made a new emoji for the team. Right, that's fun. And another question that we're going to ask to like all our guests going going forward is obviously I know you like to read. So in terms of like books in your life, that's kind of what even motivated me and Joe to start this as well as our love for reading. So in terms of mm. your life so far, are there any books you think had a big impact? On you? Definitely, definitely. Um, there's two books that are my maybe three, but two main mm. books. The first book is called Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. So mm-hmm. it's called Leaning a Seat at the Table. And it's for women saying like, I think it's really helped me in terms of how I approach things. Before I'll be very laid back, like, okay, I'm a girl, I'm new, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that when I came here. I, like, mm-hmm. I said, nope, I'm not doing it. Because mm-hmm. when I read that book, mm-hmm. I read that in like uni. So it was like, since then, mm-hmm. I've just said no. Nah. And it's basically about like taking a seat at the table. Like a lot of studies will show, let's say there's three women and five men, and there's five seats at a big table and three seats on the side. The women will just gather to get together on that side. And the men will sit at the table. She's like, no, take the head seat. Take the seat. You're all the same. You probably even know more than them. Um, and just don't feel a type of way. Obviously, stats were saying that how girls will underestimate their performance in tests and male, males will overestimate. And teachers will do the same. They'll overestimate the males, underestimate the females. So I that book was a quite a big book, but I loved it because it just came, gave me the perspective like you're part of them and them. Like you sit at this big boy table. And mm. that's really helped me, especially in my career, being the only black woman starting. Um, I never shied away from saying I'll do that ticket. I've done this. I'm celebrating my achievements, stuff like that. Um, the second book is called um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think a lot of people know this book. I love that book. Mm. Yeah, by uh, I think Stephen Coven. Um, that book is really good because it's like even when I did, um, I think you watched my intro video on my like my top five habits. I took a lot from the book, like doing things now, being proactive, going in the right direction. Like it's better to stay still than do a lot in the wrong direction because you're actually going backwards. Yeah. So just yeah. a lot of things, making sure like I'm leading my life rather than just living it. So um that book was really, really, really good. And I wrote notes on it so I really internalized the concepts. Okay. And then the third book is the five second rule. That book, um I think her name is Mel Robbins. That yeah. book was great. It's like just do things now. I think that was the biggest thing for me because you can be like, oh yeah, let me be efficient. Let me do this. Yeah. But if you're not doing it now, it will take you three days to do something you could have done in three hours. Yeah. So yeah. like that whiteboard, I look at that to-do list. I'm saying, maybe, what can I do? Even if it's midnight, I can't sleep. And I know it's probably going to take me an hour to sleep. Not all the time. Obviously I watch Netflix and stuff. I'm not saying that. But sometimes I'm like, I have a bit of energy. Then let me just quickly plan for this thing. Or, you know what I mean? Just do it now because it's done. And you wake up and it's done. So um, the five second rule was good. It's quite like it's a long book, and I think it could be shortened into a summary. But the concept is it was really good for me, especially in uni when I had to go lectures, wake up, do my work, mm. do my assignments, and then just keeping that going. I really like all three of those suggestions. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. I'm, I'm going to take them down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, HR, if you've heard me flirting with the tech industry in this episode, I didn't mean it. <laughs> but Esther, we'll talk after this. <laughs> but yeah so but yeah anyone who's still here i hope you enjoyed this episode of the ace and deeper podcast enjoyed it make sure you follow us on our socials a-c-e-j-o-e-k-e-r no space it's been intricate and you can follow me on socials it's underscore intricate or youtube intricate the tech babe and i've been happy to be here thank you guys so much we loved having you yeah it was great having you if you're still here thank you for listening to this episode of the ace and joker